1: Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Soyers Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined in Fakatani by Mawira Karatai. Kia ora Mawira. Kia ora Sam, how's it going? Very good. How was your weekend?
0: It was really good. Uh, it was um, productive. I love productive weekends, getting things done.
1: Good stuff. How was yours? Uh, we seem to have gone backwards on the chairs. We've spent the whole weekend working on the chairs and, and seem to be no further ahead than we were. But that's all right. We don't need to sit down in the sit- in the dining room. We've pulled one of the sofas up so you can sort of sit on the side of the sofa. So we've got space for, for one person sitting beside the dining room table.
0: So standing for dinner, that's really lovely. Exactly. And horribly uncomfortable. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So who are we introducing today?
0: Today it is my great pleasure to introduce Isera and Winnie, um, who are uh, two of our uh, distinguished alumni from this year for Otago Polytech. Um, they uh, both um, have completed the our Bachelor of Social Services and their contribution in their communities in Auckland just blows me away, like it, it humbles me. When I consider how much they've done and how many lives they've touched, it humbles me. And um, they are remarkable people, and they're down here this weekend because Isira is uh, working on his Master of Professional Practice, uh, and I'm lucky enough to facilitate him. And and uh, and one of the, the the costs of coming to my house is you have to do an interview. So, haha <laughs> uh, <hi>, you guys.
2: <laughs> Welcome.
1: Welcome. Thank you. How has your oh, bubble life been?
2: Well, I guess it's been the same for us as everybody else here in Aotearoa. So uh, it was something shocking. It was something out of this world, something that we'd never experienced in our lifetime. Um, But I personally looked at it and went through it with a different perspective, um, looking for the positives um, out of being down as opposed to the negatives, um, because I think the negatives really didn't produce anything um, good that would be beneficial for for me or my family during during the bubble during the lockdown yeah so um i think there's it's it's something i've got, gotten used to it's part of our life it's the way it is and because we're getting used to it it means we're used to uh probably strong possibility of the reoccurrence of it too in the future come okay. how about you wouldn't
3: yeah. um i think for me with COVID-19 and the lockdown, it, it showed me the true nature of people. Um, there was a lot of kindness. There was a lot of unkindness. There was a, a, a times when we just blatantly had total disregard of law and, and safety for others. So, yeah, it, it um, I guess, just emphasised that we are only human, but in times of uncertainty and anxiety levels run high and, yeah, yeah, badness, bad stuff comes
1: out. Yeah, It's interesting you say it was the, the true nature of people, and we'd like to think that in this t- in this case that, that, that love trumps hate. Actually, you can't say love trumps hate anymore because it brings in the Trump <laughs> word, but but love yeah. um, beats hate.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd agree with that because it certainly brings up the worst in people, but mm-hmm. it also brings out the best in people. Yeah, that's true. And I, that's what I was saying about, I looked at it from well, we looked at it from a more positive perspective about the good things that it would bring out of people. And um, as you, oh, as you, well, as you would, you wouldn't know, Sam, but um, so we are also we work full time, but we also have a or well, by vocational in terms of we are also full time pastors in the church in the community in West Auckland. And so I was encouraging people during the months of lockdown in total, the two times we've been in lockdown this year to use it as a time to bring out the good um, that come out of it uh, while we are still at home, but how we could be good and how we could still spread goodness from, from, from our own home, however that may be, and therefore that's why we're this is a common way to, to reach the world today as we are right now um, through the internet, through streaming, through uh, Zoom meetings, and which is now part of our culture. It's part of where we business, part of where we see others that we may not see for years now because of the closing of the borders, et cetera.
1: So did you move your work online?
2: Everything. Everything got moved online. So. You know, As the world went into a new mode of working from home, working remotely, uh, we also had to... Um, it, it brings out new skills. We had to quickly uh, think of ways to um, communicate with other people in, in the best way we could. And um, thank goodness for technology and, uh, and, and those who were pretty good at using um, the modern technology. And so we were able to quickly learn on how to produce uh, programs, online and uh, we we had a baptism of fire in that and we're still learning and so yeah so yeah just adapting and adapting quickly became the new
3: and I think it shows us as people that we are resilient when time calls we will draw out those skills that we never thought we had before or maybe they were always in there but we hadn't used them so um, resilience most definitely being able to adapt quickly or not quickly but you know in time to to the changes that were evolving around us, I guess we were evolving as well. So yeah.
2: Yeah. One of the th- one of the things, guys, that we we noticed and I almost kind of predicted was that in times of restriction or confinement, if you like, um, people can either be become refined and become better at doing something. But when those confinement and those restrictions are lifted, they go back to. Um, uh, carefree way of going about life without those kind of restrictions and they become less disciplined.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And so we had to learn to become disciplined, not because uh, we had to, well, we did, sorry, we did, but we became disciplined and uh, I think um, it's been very hard for some people to keep those disciplines and so when restrictions are off, uh, we, we go back to the things that we take for granted of um, uh, the freedoms and the liberties that we have here in Aotearoa uh, which we take for granted every day.
1: One of the ways that it's been described is that the pandemic um, is a values ba- laid bare situation, that all of a sudden we were having to make decisions, as you were saying, adapting quickly and so on, that that wasn't a time for learning values. So having values of of compassion and positivity was a, was, was a good place to start.
2: Yes, because I at the end of the
1: day, um we
2: can only start from where we're all at. And some and that and what I mean by that is it really depends on what your value base is. So every value base is different. Um, I, I you know I like to think intrinsically people are good. Um um <clears throat> but people have different circumstances, people have different history. And so um depending on what they were starting off with, I think that basically was a catalyst to um, a catalyst for them to uh, develop or grow under the circumstances. So uh, in some cases there were the, um, a few cases where confinement from COVID-19 created um, mayhem for some people and they couldn't handle that thing because of it, and their value base uh, was was severely tested.
3: I think also um, it just revealed all the stuff that we hadn't seen that hadn't been surf you know what was sort of simmering above the surface things about poverty the things about domestic violence the things about um, families going without I think all these sorts of issues suicide um, mental health all these things seem to be um, um, what's the word uh, more more um, evident during this time so I guess it was difficult people to 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 you know engage those things of uh, where they're at values and if they're not in that in that frame to begin with i mean you know they're working still working through their journey around what what their beliefs and values are so yeah
2: mm. and i think there's also two there's actually i suppose to actually if you use the example of people who have been um placed into um, restrictions and confinement for different reasons um for different reasons like for example if they were incarcerated sometimes out of that incarceration sometimes out of those circumstances it produces new values or better values because of that and they come out of it um better off i'm not saying that happens all the time um but it's just there. there's a possibility that people do come out of these circumstances uh, stronger and better for it
1: do you think some new values or perhaps reinforced values might come from the experience we've all had
2: definitely definitely it's it's basically because uh, it's like anything sometimes you don't know what's in you until you're tested mm-hmm. and so because you're we tested um, basically it's you go into survival mode um, you go into compassion mode you go into some people go into desperation mode all these different things but people have time to consider um, things beyond themselves too and so these values about sharing even you know we Heard many, many stories throughout COVID about um, strangers just just um, helping other strangers and or neighbours making sure that the people in their community were doing all right and um, yeah, just people sharing and, and those things. And so, as I said before, um, prior to the situation, well, the world was pretty selfish and we weren't doing that as much, so. Uh, those are the positive stories that have come out of it and what we see in extreme cases uh, worse than here in another country uh, we definitely saw situations in other countries people definitely together as um humanity and a better good a greater good
1: let's take the first of your music choices let's have earth wind and fire that's the way of the world who wanted this one
3: <laughs> he did me me, me.
2: well i'm uh i'm a child of the 60s and 70s and um Earth, when the Fire is the greatest <laughs> black R and B band of history, they've broken so many records. Um, what I particularly love about that song though, it's 1975. It's the probably the peak of um, coming out of uh, um, after a the, uh, the hippie era, and uh, and that I would say 1975 was probably a good time when not too dissimilar to this time right now, where people were looking for. Um, truth and they were very spiritual and um, you know we had we were just coming out of um, um the whole vietnam thing and and that sort of thing and um and right now it's uh so that song there it talks about that's the way of the world um child is born with a heart of gold um the, the way of the world uh makes your heart grow cold something to that effect and i guess the the words of that song are basically saying that encourages me that sometimes we had to go back to almost like our our, our childlike innocence before the world corrupted it <laughs> and um and and, and and i think that's that's probably um reflective too in, in our circumstances throughout COVID 19. um children uh you know they don't they they don't really know um hate and racism and selfishness and all those things those are things that are they are taught so yeah yeah so sometimes for us as adults i think we need to go back to a childlike is when our heart wasn't corrupted and it was (laughs) was a heart of gold and so yes and don't don't go back to you know the ways of the world so yeah that's why I, i love it
1: So, how is the Pacifica community doing? I know it's hard to generalize, but I'm going to ask it anyway.
3: Well, you want to. I think the Pacifica community, um, I think, you know, we've all heard that saying that, you know, it takes a village to to bring up, bring your children, families together, and so forth, Um, in other words, in summary. But. They've all band together um, all these NGO services, specific services, specific families, um, specific religious organi- you know churches and things. They've tended to um, just go into fifth gear and uh, just reach out to the community and to other families who need support in any form or shape. Whether it's to do with food, whether it's to do with spiritual uplifting, whether it's to do with accommodation, all those sorts of things. Whether it's to fly them with um, safety masks or masks, um, all those sorts of things, or to transport them here, there and everywhere. It's, they've really um, pretty much done what the rest of um, Aotearoa have been doing all along too, is supporting each other. And I think with the overall um, message of aroha, love, um, and that we can do this and get through this. Yeah, what about mm. you, Steve?
2: Um, You know, I think um, Pacific culture leans towards these sorts of situations. Uh, whether it's, you know, Maori and Pacific people, this is the sort of thing that, um, in a way, we're used to it. Because we, we, we've we often faced um, dilemmas poor. And when it comes to that, uh, we always go in all in. Always, all in together, uh, and um, we always share. We always give to others. And, um, so, yeah, I think the Pacific community dealt uh, with well. Although, um, as modern Pacific uh, communities also suffer from, you know, health issues. So, our our most vulnerable, um, uh, yeah, they've obviously been exposed to to the to the pandemic. And so, um, no, I, I think they've done very, very well. But Like many other issues, all done incredibly well.
1: Did the "be kind" message translate well? Not necessarily in terms of literal translation, but as a as a principle, was it something? Because it's it's something that you do already. Did did it work as a sort of a unifying message?
3: i um, um, Yeah, I, I, I believe Pacific. I can only speak in terms of Pacific community. So I believe that it did. Um, but it's 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 be kind is probably in our. Um, is what we do is, it, is it's, it's and I, I would like to say it's, all, it's in all human nature but in Pacific it's part of our culture uh, as to who we are is to be kind and to share and to give um, in other words is better than to receive but in in our culture we we practice that it seems to be something that we would do naturally if we see a somebody in need we would look at asking them or just just turning up at their doorstep and presenting them with um, groceries and so forth. It was just, yeah, I think for us it was was a reminder of for us to continue to be um, who we are and sharing and caring and to be kind. Yeah.
2: Yeah, um, I think the message was very successful uh, right across the board because um, I think uh, the, the world in general the world in general needs to be more kind and mm. as I said before, um, the situation it, it, it was testing and demanded um, uh, people to make a choice um, to be selfish or to help their fellow man to to be greedy as we saw some people got got to be um, or you know just to, to be conservative of others so I think the, the kindness message I think it was successful.
1: What can the rest of the world learn from the service-based leadership, because that's an inherent in, in what you're talking about. Is it something that the, the, the mm-hmm. rest of us should be listening to?
2: Absolutely. Uh, um, you know, leadership starts with, with servant leadership. So um, the way of the world especially um in the West and well, in, in, in the modern world, it's very dog-eat-dog um, dog and you get whatever you're willing to take. Um, and uh, servant leadership, uh, kindness kind of um, concept, uh, it's, it's the reverse of that. Um, so I think um, win, the way to win people over and the way to look after them and serve them is definitely with kindness and to serve others first. And, and not in a sense, I personally feel not in a ser- sense of serving them until they become so that they become totally dependent upon service, but serving them so that they realise that there is hope, that they realise that there are others that want to help them to to become um, to get to the next level, so they can in turn help others. So yeah, and, and I think the, the best example of that is when we begin to, to people are in a position to maybe take another avenue and make a different choice and say, well, I don't need to help other people. I've already got everything I need. Well, I think it goes a long, long, long way when people say, well, people who actually do have everything are willing to help others who don't, bring them to a point where they will in turn help the people. And I believe that's the solution.
3: We're brought up in a, in a world which emphasises individuality, which is nothing wrong with that, but indiv- individuality to, uh, at what costs where we... Um, become, I think, sometimes um, we don't realise it, but we may become unfeeling or uh, or desensitised towards things, other things that we can see happen around us. Um, personally, that's my view. Um, so, yeah, I, I I agree with what serious says, but um, it's it, it's 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 something that um, has to really probably. Be, it's it's something that can't be, I don't think, learnt overnight. It has to it's a it's a journey thing. Um and, and I think this COVID uh, this pandemic has probably in a in a in a way helped those look at the bigger picture rather than themselves, but look at what is the need, what can I do to assist uh, Joe Blogs down the road, or businesses that are that are failing or kids that are are, are starving. What what can I do get better yeah, as a leader? Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, I heard something yesterday, and I, I can't, I'll have to paraphrase it. I can't quite get it right, but what I took away from it was this that elitism or those for most, um, the only way they can keep that is if they exclude inclusivity or include others. So um, the road to success for them excludes others, where we would say, another road to success actually includes everybody. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, it's. Um, Part of my master's, uh, I also heard a study from a Harvard business review that said that the success in in business is when everybody uh, collaborates together. And if everybody collaborates together, then everybody succeeds, everybody's happy, everybody, um, profit margins go up for everybody and everybody receives what what they're meant to get. Um, But when everybody goes into their own silos and uh, only get what they want to get, when you get marginal um, success, uh, yeah, and you'd have to go into the um, dog-eat-dog elitist type attitude. So yeah, there, there's, there's evidence of there it shows that uh, there's plenty to go around, and um, as long as people collaborate together. Bubble sprite of the forest of Orakau, the favourite goddess,
0: Tahu Mackenzie.
5: Kia ora koutou, namahi, Ho ho. I hope you all have a best day, beautiful superstar, in your beloved universe. And I really hope that wherever you are, and whatever is happening around you, this journey that we're all on together, is proving to be very rewarding, very sustaining, and illuminating for you more and more each day. Who you are, a triumph of nature's art, Perfect, unique, and here, making things better. Thank you. So I've had a very interesting weekend and as we know I'm now embarking on solo adventures. Harvey Penfold, my beautiful partner, has headed away up north to pursue his own life and I fully support this. I'm grateful for our five and a half years together here, an too porty stun eater. But I know that love kites have the longest string, and whilst our love may change form, we may express it differently. We may go on to fall in love with other people. Still that love remains. So in this new time for myself, reconnection with myself, it's been wonderful for me to really enjoy my my world, my work at Oro and all the relationships that I'm so lucky to hear. And all the need and i received so much support from everyone around me, knowing that Harvey's heading away has been so kind. And so this weekend we have been down in the Meridian Mall food court surrounded by multiple sensory delights, all of these fast food operations, creating all these delicacies for people, and the, the fluorescent lights, and the escalators, and bright colors, and the nail salons, all these, all of these constructions and creations, quite different from where we normally find ourselves at Orokin or Eco Sanctuary. But a very wonderful opportunity to connect and engage everybody in the Meridian Mall food court with the more than human world. We brought spiders and beautiful frogs, beautiful New Zealand's giant centipede, Hiwai Te The wish-granting star is um, who the centipede is named for. And she's so far, like 78 eggs, which is very impressive. I got to see one of her eggs, They're very beautiful. They look like a wee seed, and of course it. And so... It's been a very interesting time, particularly because, of course, I didn't have a voice. I'd lost my voice having had all these various upheavals. And it's wonderful that even though I didn't have a voice, I could rely on my team to do their great work and I could just focus on face painting. And with face painting, you don't really need a voice gesture. That was very kind that one of on my team, Sam, who's amazing with all his advocacy and vertebrates, said to me very kindly that even though I didn't have my physical voice, my true voice was still speaking. And I think, of course, what he meant by that was that I was still able to communicate my love and my passion for the living world, the real world, the natural world, and I'm very grateful to be able to do that. And, of course, in this time of... Being more in my own universe, in my own world, it's been wonderful to gaze around me and see all these other human animals doing what I am doing, doing their best, pursuing their, their love and their passion. Constantly acting and creating and moving forward, making things better. And it's me, of course, that this is what we do as a species, that we're always putting our time and energy towards transformation. And we may not be consciously aware of it, but that's what we're doing. And it's just about, of course, where we choose to put that focus and that energy. That process of transformation and that process of change is always taking place. But it's how we choose to direct our focus. And so for me, of course, that is really on the natural world. And more than that, encouraging people to see how amazing they are. That's really important to me and for people to feel that connection. But of course, everybody has their own direction, their own focus. And we can have, of course, different opinions about what the right focus should be. But as a species, we are just incredible with how much change we can make in our lives. It's really very inspiring. So I hope that for all of you, whatever's happening around you, you're really enjoying the opportunity to reconnect with your own reality and enjoying being inspired and inspiring those around you with the change that you're making every day. And I look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Kau
1: We've seen lots of societal level changes over the last few months. What do you think is going to stick and what do you hope will stick?
2: We actually already into a revolution a new revolution because if we all need to adapt, adapt to the world as it is now um and it's, it's not it's not just the different levels of communicating it's different levels of, of uh living um sort of to the point where we now have people who've had to make an entire career change uh, life change income change um, because their job or their career doesn't exist anymore and so it, it means that people have to have a uh, a peripheral change, a worldview change. So I think that's, that's an opportunity if we look at it where the world is now is that um, maybe there's just new opportunities for us to go into new, new spaces um, would be very scary. Once again, I think if people share knowledge and they share what is out there, at the moment we're just seeing a very small number of people who have now ventured into new things and um, they're doing very, very well at it. That opens the doors to new education and business businesses and new everything. So it's a new society, new levels.
3: I'd like to see the societal levels. I'd like to see that people continue to work together seriously begin collaboration. They begin to hear the voices of people in the set, uh, and communities and listen and um, I, I guess show fruit in what they've heard or got back from different corners of society, especially those who, have found it very, very challenging, quite scary. This time. so I, I hope that that sticks and that we continue to move forwards um, in, in Aotearoa. That we continue to do the good work, continue to, to to listen to the voices who are in need or help, and that we find solutions, not just just only you know providing the food parcels, but it has to be something deeper, more relevant to the person who's going through to here.
1: Between you, you yeah. work on some pretty challenging problems with stopping smoking, homelessness and so on. What do you think <laughs> we can learn from how we've responded to the pandemic for those those sorts of wicked problems, but also the, the even bigger ones, things like climate change or social inequity in general?
2: Oh, wow. That's a very good question. I mean, I think one of the things I really don't want to see stick is the, is the swelling and the growth of... People on the bottom end of society and the problems that are that are there, like poverty and addictions and homelessness, and 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 then we we what's growing with that is a dependency society. Um, and so, in terms of social work and community development and, and all the rest of that, I I, I just really want to see us develop um, just in even, even greater measures way to get people out of that mindset that um this is where we're at we're at and this is where we're going to end and um because if we're not careful we are definitely going to see a swelling of, of all of that now um i don't know if any government the government has the answer to that um but I, I i i'm a great believer that it starts with one person at a time and everybody has the power to to help another person if we all have that mindset um we don't all have to be living in Poverty mindset, a dependency mindset, and uh, I victim mindset. But I, 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 I'm a strong believer also that if we can create hope in people, that
4: mm-hmm.
2: that education and, and retraining and, and jobs, uh, especially career development, and get out the mindset of uh, what traditionally has been, oh, this is what you can do and that you can't do. And I think the, the new world is wide open. It really depends on where we where we steer the
3: ship. Where of course we're at at the moment. I think it's a, in my in smoking cessation, behavioral change with whoever you're working. And that goes that supplies a lot of what's what people be going through and what perceive as problems is may not necessarily be, you know, the, the thing that's holding from from being the better person in society. Uh, it starts at, I believe, way before in a p- position or a community is a position of just needing something right now, prior to that. Empower them and, and, and them and community. To know who they are, and to know, with know that they're empowered, and to you know what what their dreams are. Yeah. So, mm-hmm.
1: so I'm going to play your second music choice. I assume this one is Winnie's. Then, uh, Michael Martin Murphy <laughs> with Wildfire. Why this one?
3: Um, I think you know, as a Sarah I'm, I'm, I was born in the '60s as well, and but the song didn't come out till the '70s. And when I when I heard that song, it used to always made me make me. Um, always hope and wish for a better ending, um, rather than the story goes on where this young woman has this um, horse called Wildfire, and Wildfire actually breaks out on the place it's kept. It's snowing and blizzard, and she goes and runs after the the horse um, because she loves it so much. So for me, it, it for me what I got from the song unconditional love, her barriers, but sometimes having to. Uh, just the name wildfire it, mean, it symbolizes uncontained fire or burning flame um, you can't hold that that freedom that thing that innate thing in us to be able to just break free and we are um, yeah for, and well that was me that was my interpretation of the song <laughs> i know uh, yeah or you know like sarah he just he just liked it and he thought it was just a really really sad um sad love song to somebody who missed the one they love who died in a tragic accident so and had lived with regrets but for me it was a bit more deeper than that so yeah hopefully we won't go out in a blizzard and, and end up not living but you know sometimes we just have to break free of the mold and everything else that uh, for me is is around us yeah <laughs>
4: Black man she rides She named Wildfire Howling outside my window now About six nights in a row She's coming for me, I know And on wildfire We're both coming.
1: some questions to end the show with and not very much time to answer them so we'll have to share them and be quick what is the biggest success you've had in the last couple of years
2: oh definitely um finishing off a a degree and um you know it's still surreal to us that we finished off the degree but something i I said that i hadn't finished over 30 years 30 years started something to finish it (laughs) and then in the last 12 months just you know getting inducted into a, a distinguished alumni and to be thinking of finishing a master's is it's um, incredible
3: just yeah but for me it's a transformation in people's lives that we we hadn't realized that we had touched and getting people to to come back and say to us oh did you know matthew you know he was your you knew him when you were teaching youth at risk or something like that and just um yeah so it's it's seeing the transformations lives um which really you know as ordinary people do what but our heart and spirituality mm,
2: definitely for the last three and, and a bit years that i've been involved with community housing social housing there's actually definitely the same transformation of somebody say who was sleeping in their car mental health and uh and um addictions to drugs or alcohol um a very traumatic past and then two three years later now drinking now and then and and those episodes of, of trauma or whatever uh, a few and far between now And they have a hope, you know, to to just be working and and they're just doing so, so, so well. And it's a longer journey, but what I've discovered and basically part of my my master's in is that all we need is someone to journey with us. And that is a a big key to the journey with us. And uh, people will get to where they're going.
1: Okay. So we are writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people doing good work. So you are both in our team. I would like to know, what is the superpower that's got you into our team? And I'd like you to tell me each other's superpower.
2: Superpower. Her superpower is really her just, um, I guess it's her charisma. (laughs) It's it's her her charisma. People, they fall in love with her. And, you know, love is the key to the world. Love is the answer to the world's problems. And um, I just, you know, so she, she... we're sweet and sour. <laughs> 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 so she, she sweetens it. Of, uh, and I'm the, I'm the straight up one. So yeah, so that's her superpower.
3: I think it's, it's Sarah, his his superpowers He's a visionary, he can see in temperature, um, he can connect the dots, he can probably see what may need to be done even before that person knows himself, you know, so I, I think to me that's his superpower.
1: So what motivates you what gets you out of bed in the morning
2: um i think that personally and this is the i guess if i'm talking from the pastoral side of my life it's uh, it's changed life in my own life being a changed life from not that i was a really bad person before <laughs> but i'm definitely a better person now and i think that's what gets me out in the morning to think well everybody deserves another chance and everybody deserves to be loved by some somebody and and uh, everybody deserves you know, just love in general. So, you know, that's what we wouldn't have all of these problems in the world. if That's what people began to do, just love one another. So that's what gets me up in the morning.
3: I think what gets me up in the morning is knowing that there's somebody that needs your help, somebody that's that's out there that needs some sort of form of encouragement or um, just, just a smile, stuff like that.
1: So what's the biggest challenge you're looking forward to over the next year or so?
3: Oh, that's
2: easy. <laughs> get this master's out of the way. <laughs> um, that's the biggest challenge. Uh, and after that, my personal life, uh, my three elders out of five, they're all engaged now at the same time. So, <laughs> I think that to be the next time, see them, see them all get married and also see our first more coming.
3: And to the money. <laughs> uh,
2: pay for and- <laughs> yeah. um,
3: I guess my, my challenge is is to, and it's, it's an everyday thing, um, I, I, I guess. I could say is to is to try and look at it from a different perspective if, 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 if I um, we always say opposite spirit that's what we always say so if you're feeling unhappy or you want to say some bad swear words about someone um, don't say something nice and say something nice instead be in the opposite spirit um, and that's something um, I do try to do every single day I'm hu- only human still on my journey as well. But, um, yeah, that's going to be the biggest challenge, as well as helping to support Sarah uh, with his um, studying.
1: (laughs) Trying to work from the opposite spirit sounds like a very good piece of advice. But I'll ask anyway, what advice do you have for our listeners?
2: Okay. Uh, I know it sounds really spiritual. I know it sounds cheesy, but I know it works. And so my advice to you all, if you're listening tonight, is, just love one another, just love one another. I'm getting sick and tired of all this um, fighting on TV and people going this and da-da-da-da, and uh, we just wouldn't um, have these problems in the world. People would just be kind to one another and, and, and not think of yourself. Just And if we do that 1% at a time, you'd be amazed how quickly life turns around. And I know that for a fact. Because I try to live that, and um, and and just basically every day to try and make it a fruitful and productive day every day, and, and see if how you can bless somebody else.
3: And I think it's just just you know um, speaks for both of us. Is is um, the saying "Love conquers all," and and I guess it's true. And if you don't have love in your heart, you no, know, it's 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 hard to be able to to love every someone else if you don't love yourself, and so. But yeah, love is. The biggest um, yeah. advice we
1: could give. Yeah, you still love me?
3: Yes.
1: I do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for that, Maura.
0: um It's been a pleasure to spend the weekend with these guys, uh, working with Isira in his master's. But the thing that um, just I really am so aware of your authenticity. And I know we talked about that a little bit yesterday, about the importance of that in your writing. But it's the thing that um, in everything that you say and do that I'm so aware of. And I really appreciate and value that. So just keep being you. You're doing a great job and touching a lot of lives.
1: Thank you. Thank you. We've been celebrating love. So let's go out to Earth, Wind & Fire again all about love
6: we never spend time talking to you so we figure we lay it on you let you know how we feel about love Mm -hmm. paint a pretty smile each day loving is a blessing yeah never let it fade away it's all Yourself a true romance Beauty that's around you, yeah You deserve just one more chance My dear, my dear Mm. Let the light shine all through your mind Fill your little heart aglow Take the time, make up your mind It's all about love, yeah Talking to yourself is fine. Makes you feel much better. You know just where well to draw the line. Bird, hey, my dear, bird, hey, my dear, oh, yeah. Make up your mind It's all about love, yeah Talking to yourself is fine Makes you feel much better Know just where the trouble lies My dear, my dear Bound to fall in love one day Surely and you need it Yeah, we want to just take this moment to run down a couple of things about things we see every day. Now, I want you to stop whatever you're doing. Just stop. Cause so I'm gonna rap to you. You know they say there's beauty in the eyes of the beholder you know which I say is a natural fact because you are as beautiful as your thoughts right on you know like with us for instance you know like we've studied all kind of cult sciences and astrology and mysticism and world religion and so forth you dig and like uh coming from plays All of these things help because they give you an inside to your inner self, have mercy. Now, there's an outer self we gotta deal with, you know. The one that like to go to parties, the one that like to dress up and be cool and look pretty on ego trips and all this. So now, hey y'all, I'm trying to tell you, you gotta love you. You Gotta learn all the beautiful things around you, the trees and the birds. And if there
1: ain't no beauty, you gotta make some beauty Have mercy, listen to me, y'all been listening to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. Brought to you by the Sustainable Lens Team, which is brought to you by Otago Polytechnic. We broadcast on Otago Access Radio every weekday afternoon at 3 and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz. You can find us on Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We had a contribution today from Tahu McKenzie. I'm Samuel Mann in Sawyer's Bay Dunedin with Muera Karatai in Fakatani and also in Fakatani. But normally from West Auckland, Asira and Winnie Maya Ta'anur. We hope you enjoyed the show.